You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Brian, Stephen Jones, Cowboys Executive Vice President of Player Personnel, spoke with the media on Wednesday in the aftermath of a trade deadline where they didn't get anything done, but they sure as hell tried. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Before we do, I need to shout out our wonderful partner here at Love of the Star, Boomer Jacks. It is Wednesday night when we are recording this podcast, so you know what I had for dinner. It was half-price boneless wings from Boomer Jacks. It is the best deal in town. On Tuesday night, if you're into bone-in wings, you can go to Boomer Jacks, and they'll give you half-price bone-in wings. So whichever your preference is, you can go to Boomer Jacks, and they've got you set up. Tuesday, it's the half-price bone-in wings. Wednesday, it's the half-price boneless wings. They've got drink specials starting at $3, the coldest beer in the Metroplex. The coldest beer really around anywhere, to be honest. And it is the perfect atmosphere for whatever you're looking for. Wall-to-wall TVs, live music, every game you can think of is up on those screens. Boomer Jacks has you covered. 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by heading over to boomerjacks.com. That is boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, the Cowboys did not make a move for a wide receiver or anybody else at the trade deadline, a trade deadline that saw a number of moves. It's, it's, it's wild. It's becoming more and more like, you know, the MLB trade deadline. There was a, like a flurry of moves on, on Tuesday, unlike we've ever seen. Uh, I think they said it was the most deals ever made at, at a trade deadline in NFL history. Uh, so a really active time. Cowboys tried. Uh, you know, there have been reports out there. I've talked about it. They were trying really hard to get Brandon Cooks here. And, and Houston just would not give up the – would not pitch in on the $18 million guaranteed salary next year. And so for the Cowboys, they decided against it. I think they had compensation all settled. They just were were worried about the financial implications of it, decided not to pay it. I think Brandon Cooks would have been a great fit here. I think they uh, – I'm very confident they checked in on Jerry Judy. Very confident that they at least, you know, picked up the phone and checked in on Chase Claypool to see what was going on there. I'm sure they checked in on some other guys and were rebuffed. I I, I don't doubt that they at least placed a call to ask about DJ Moore and were told, nope, he's not going anywhere. Uh, But the one they got really close with was Brandon Cooks. And that's not one that they've said. Steven didn't say it was Brandon Cooks. But, uh, you know, that that's the name that I, I heard, Brian. I don't know if you heard similarly. Uh, that that was the guy that they were really interested. That in. was him. Yeah, they were going after Brandon Cooks, which and, makes sense. Robert yeah, Prince connection, absolutely. And I think you you laid everything out perfectly. Um, it's real easy when you talk about these things with the Cowboys, and fans don't want to hear it from you and I. But 
seriously, I talked to people on both sides of the fence on this one. And Dallas thought they had a deal done. They really thought they had a deal done. And there was some thought about that maybe that Nick Cesario, uh, the GM uh, in Houston, might have overplayed his hand a little bit. And that turned some things off with, uh, with the Cowboys. But they felt like that they had a deal done. And, you know, I was told really both sides tried hard to get it done. It got down to the point, too, where even uh, you look at the situation with the the wide receiver there with Brandon Cooks. You know, he later tweeted out, you know, his disappointment and all that. And I I want to say it got far enough along where that that the Oilers, oh, the Oilers, the Texans probably told him that he was going to get traded and yeah. that that they were working on it. And when it, you know, when when the Texans didn't follow through, well, then that's what disappointed him. That, you know, I was told you were going to trade me or you had a deal. Dallas believes they had a deal. Mm-hmm. And they, they're there. And this is, again, folks, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass. I'm just telling you, you know, this is a situation sometimes you get in. Dallas was trying to get this done. And when I, when I tell you this, I've lived this. It takes two teams to want to trade. You know, yep. you get a team that's saying, okay, here's the pick. Here's the compensation. What do we need to do? And, you know, you find out that the one side wasn't willing to do what it took necessarily to make the deal. Mm-hmm. And I am not protecting Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones or Will McClay or Mike McCarthy. I am not protecting them. You know, if you listen to me enough, I'm critical of everybody involved. You know, yep. did I want them to make a deal? Absolutely. You know, because I thought it could have helped them, especially Brandon Cooks. But it takes two to make a deal done. And all the information that I was able to gather, it didn't sound like that the one party you were dealing with was willing to make that deal. And before we get into these Stephen Jones cuts, I'm just curious, from your perspective, having worked in, in front offices and in personnel departments, does that sort of when that sort of thing happens, does that damage future negotiations? Does that like turn you no, off? Oh no, you can't get pissed. You can't get pissed. You never know. I'll be honest, they have I will tell you guys this right now. Alden Smith was very close to being traded to the Seattle Seahawks yeah. in, in 2020. And the reason it didn't get done in large part was because of some hurt feelings, I think, that occurred during the Earl Thomas trade negotiations, where they felt like they were being held hostage in the Thomas negotiations and being asked to pay a different price. And so it was turnabout as fair play. And, well, no, you're going to pay a different price for Alden Smith than somebody else will. Yeah. And and I think that that's where that – So, but you don't think it's enough to where it damages things where they won't pick up the phone and call them. On me personally, I I wouldn't let it bother me. I just know next time that I want to work with the Texans – that it's going to be really hard because, you know, listen, we, you know, I'm telling you, Dallas tried to get this thing done. They really, really did. And that's the thing that I think bothers them that like, okay, we, this is what we were going to do until I hear differently, which I don't think I will. I, I, I'm still dealing with the Texans, but I also know that like in the, the next time that we do this, that I'm not going to go through all this again and get all the way to the altar and have something happen. 
you're either going to do this deal or you're not. And, you know, but I, I, I don't think you can let it, I think you got to keep, you know, keep your wits about yourself because if you get mad at every team, you won't have any trading partners. Right. You know, you never, you know, I think Steven Jones to deal with on the phone is very easy and agreeable. You know, when I was in Philadelphia in 98, I don't think we called Dallas on anything, but you know, I worked with the Joneses for 14 years. I've seen them work the phones. You yeah. know, do they do they want to win the trade at times? Absolutely. Who in the NFL doesn't want to win a trade? Right. But in this case, I do believe they identified as Brandon Brandon Cooks as a guy they needed to have, and they just couldn't get it done. Uh, Love of the Star was out and present at AT&T Stadium for some Stephen Jones media availability today. Uh, on Wednesday, they were uh, they were announcing a concert. Uh, Brian scheduled Billy Joel, Billy Joel with Stevie Nicks, which I, I don't know. I personally, I feel like they're burying the lead. I I would have Stevie Nicks above Billy Joel, and I know Billy Joel's the headliner, but I'm a bigger Stevie Nicks fan than a Billy Joel fan. Just and I like both. But Stevie I'm Nicks, Stevie Nicks broke my heart in Baton Rouge in the '80s when I was in college there. She uh she was too inebriated and couldn't perform. Oh. She like uh, fell off her the stool and all. I mean, it was, it was a it was a bad situation there in Baton Rouge. She was no more inebriated than everybody else in the crowd. But I'll tell you what, I've seen Billy Joel a couple of different times, and he puts on a hell of a show. And I, I you're know gonna I'm gonna be old, there. You're gonna oh, be there. Oh yeah, I'm gonna. Oh yeah, absolutely, I'm gonna be there. All Billy right, Joel, sure, I'll be there. And another thing, like Billy Joel, Elton John, guys like that. I mean. Hey, you can start with song one, and then by the time there's song 18, you probably sang 16 of them you know by heart. <laughs> well, Stephen Jones talked to reporters after the announcement and uh, addressed some of the trade deadline discussion. First question here, Stephen Jones, how close were you to making a trade on Tuesday? You know what I always say about close. You're never there till you're there. But uh, it was an intense day and really you know, felt like we had some things that might uh, work out. But uh, unfortunately, they didn't. And uh on several fronts and uh you know we just weren't able to uh to get it done sounded like they had a few irons in the fire there, not just the brandon cooks thing the brandon cooks thing i think obviously was the closest to it but with all those irons in the fire stephen jones were you disappointed you didn't get a deal done no i mean we were obviously there were situations where we thought it could help our team and would be good for us at the where we were and felt like maybe things were coming our way and uh, but, you know, we're, we're very pleased with our team. And just because uh, you don't make a trade doesn't mean, you know, that's not the only way you acquire players. Uh, certainly we can continue to, to look for ways uh, to make our team better, and we will. But, uh, you know, at the same time, we've got some guys at certain positions uh, that are going to be available uh, to come off the IR designated to return that can help us. Uh, but we really like this team. We like the depth on this team. Uh, we were probably – you know, for the most part, looking in an obvious area uh, where, you know, people might think we could use a, a little more help there. Uh, but I still like that. Uh, I, I like our crew there. I like uh, I like CD. I like uh, I like Gallup. I like Noah. I like uh, uh, I think Tolbert's coming. And then uh, certainly, as I mentioned, we have guys that are uh, on the IR that can uh, come off that as well. In particular, James Washington, who's a veteran in this league. Uh, certainly can bring help. And then if uh, you never know what other opportunities might arise out there if we feel like there's an upgraded situation there. And, of course, left out Turpin, who's obviously an explosive player that, uh, you know, as we continue to get our hands around some of the things he can do, can 
uh, bring some offensive uh, firepower. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast brian stephen jones talking there saying trades are not the only way that you can add players and comes oh, on Dell beckham oh Dell beckham oh Dell beckham he comes oh, back Dell beckham. and he says uh you know, if something comes our way, I'm not saying we, we won't necessarily uh, look for that upgrade. He can say all day long he's not referring to Odell Beckham, which is what he told Todd Archer when he said something similar after the game on Sunday. But let's be just completely honest. What Stephen Jones is hinting at there, the only possible player he could be talking about is Odell Beckham, isn't it? Yeah, if you're looking at players that are outside of – you know, T.Y. Hilton. I mean, there's guys that they could have gotten. I think they're interested in seeing what they got in James Washington. I I do. I think that's – but, you know, the the thing – you know, I I reached out to some people, and I'm thinking because of my connections with LSU, and I reached out. I said, hey, have you heard anything about the Cowboys running a physical or anything on Odell Beckham and – my guys at LSU and they were all like, going, no, no, I haven't heard anything about that at all. So, you know, but the minute you start to hear that maybe Odell is like going to take physicals for people. Remember when they did it with Malik Hooker, yep. guys like that? They started just giving guys physicals. Yeah, you know, They bring them in, give them a physical. And that gave the Cowboys the opportunity. Like, listen, Malik, you're not ready to play now but we'll sign you at the end of the year when you're ready to play. So I think once we hear that maybe that uh, that Odell is visiting places or that someone's sneaking him in for a physical, you know, then I think that's something – I think that will appear on the waiver wire too. I don't I – I don't, it used to be tryouts and physicals were on the waiver wire – yeah, I, I believe they, I believe they still are. Yeah, so then if that's the case, everybody in the league will know who you're bringing in on these physicals and stuff like that. And I, I kind of feel like if that's the case, but I, 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 I don't know. I mean, maybe it's pie in the sky to think that they're going to go get Odell Beckham. 
Uh, but I think I think at the very least what he's referring to is not even necessarily like, hey, we're interested. I think when he's referring to there are other ways to do it and stuff like that is he's letting us know I reserve the right to change my mind and begin. Sure. Doing sure. It. sure. I, I, think, I think that regardless of whether or not he's talking about they are actively pursuing or whatever is that he's saying that's the guy he's referring to of if we want to, we can go after him. Yeah. And so I think that's the player that he's clearly inferring about. Receiver was not the only uh, move that was was uh, in contention for the Cowboys. They obviously just traded for Jonathan Hankins. After the deadline, they released Tristan Hill, uh, their, their second-round pick from 2019. Uh, Steven Jones today on the release of Tristan Hill. Well, of course, we were working on a couple things with him as well yesterday. And, uh, you know, had some some opportunities that just didn't quite fit on player-for-player type situation. But Tristan's a good football player. We just uh, – you know, we have some, uh, you know, as we call them, the bigs. We're, we're a little heavy there. Of course, traded for a great player, uh, a really solid player in Hankins in terms of what we felt like uh, was an area we needed to improve uh, with the run game. Uh, he certainly brings help there, and we just had to make a tough decision uh, from a number standpoint. But uh, Tristan Player is a, a really good football player, and I, I know he'll continue to play in this league. Tristan Hill, by the way, ends up with the Arizona Cardinals today. He gets claimed off of waivers. Uh, but but are you surprised with how Tristan Hill played and then the, the opinions that were around the league that they weren't able to find somebody to bite? Yeah, that's – it's, you know, they – I'm sure they did their best or due diligence to shop. I, I talked to some – It's interesting he said they're player-for-player swaps. That yeah, they were, they were looking for a similar they, type. Yeah. They were looking for depth swaps. Yeah, depth swap. I – I asked somebody about Tristan Hill and I said, are you okay with him moving on? Because, you know, maybe some of the things that we kind of heard about attitudes and stuff. And this guy gave me a very honest answer. He says, listen, he came a long way. He really matured with the ACL injury. You know, he can help somebody. Uh, But the scheme wants like 330 pound box guys inside. He's not, not the Rod Marinelli type. He's just, you know, he he's just not a deterrent. And yeah. that's that's the vibe. I was thinking that like it was gonna be, well, you you okay with seeing Tristan Hill gone? And to be honest with you, I was expecting an answer of, yeah, you know, we'll be fine. But they were honestly very complimentary of of Tristan Hill and and what and Stephen Jones was complimentary too. You don't want to burn any bridges with anybody, but you know, there's times we've heard Bobby Smith immaturity problems and things like yep. that. But this one uh, member of the front office I reached out to, uh, you heard the comments there. Yeah, I think that if this is last year or even the year before, it's probably described a little differently. Uh, but like you said, I mean, I told you guys that on uh, told you guys on G Bag this week that I think that he had a little bit of a moment of reckoning this off season and kind of looked in the mirror and was like, oh, maybe I'm the issue here, and yeah. then did a lot of growing up. Um, it's just unfortunate that it clicked for him so late. You would have liked to have seen that click for him a little earlier in his career, and and maybe things are different. Uh, you are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.